And boom, we are live here at the Weekly News. The dynamic duo, as Nico has, uh, has uh, named us, is back. Nico, how are you doing today? Yeah. Yep, I'm awesome. I'm awesome. Thrilled. Like back in the days, Pierre, when we started yeah. just with the Clubhouse uh, breakfast chat, headed over to our own uh, kind of, our own thing. And now we're back. Now we're back. Legends never yeah, die. <laughs> Legends never die. And, uh, you know, the, the funny thing is we are both in Malta today, uh, even though we are in separate places here. It would have been cool to, uh, to sit together in the studio today, but our studio guys were too too busy today unfortunately so we are we are sitting here separately you are at the westin hotel here i'm at the um, i'm at the offices today uh but uh yeah t- tell us about malta so far nico what are you what are you up to here uh, so uh, first of all I, um, i'm attending the um the event of your uh, competitor um which i which i still like i like uh, you know different approaches um etc okay. i'm enjoying the weather uh, just a little bit and uh, most and foremost i'm just um a big fan of when the iGaming family just comes to comes together and finds themselves in one place. Uh, yeah, and that's uh, that's always fun. It's always fun, you know, talking to people, catching up the latest rumors, etc. Uh, yeah, and it's a good Absolutely. thing. What about yourself? Yeah, all, all good here. All good here on our side. We've also been to the conference here yesterday and today, um, and so we also have some interesting discussions. Lots of people are here, um, so it's been it's been a good one for sure. Uh, also, want to. Uh, just to start off by, of course, uh, thanking uh, our dear sponsors who are making this possible today. Uh, PlaySon, uh, our headline sponsor, and uh, also Interactive and Hub88. So really, thank you guys for making this uh, show keep on going week by week. Uh, also, uh, good afternoon to Bogdan. Uh, good afternoon to John. Uh, John, who points out here that Nico looks a bit like Mike Patton. Um, I, I, actually, I can't comment on that myself. I don't, I don't know exactly who Mike, Mike Patton is. Do you know that, Nico? Does that ring a bell no, to you? I don't, I don't know Mike Patton as well, but I can Google him up. And if I yeah. disappear now, um, I, I don't like the comparison. <laughs> okay. You'll have, okay. To, you'll have yeah. to Google and see, see if that corresponds to, uh, to how you feel. Uh, good morning to Sam as well. Uh, uh, good morning, good afternoon, Roderick. It feels like it's morning, to be honest with you, after three days of conferencing. Um, nonetheless, we are going to jump into the agenda today, which is a short agenda, actually, because um, this week uh, has been a pretty turbulent week uh, for one of the major operators here on the European side, which is Kindred. And Kindred has been in the spotlight here several times during this week uh, because of a bit of an exodus that is taking place within the, uh, within the senior ranks at the moment with uh, four of the um, C-levels uh, within the space of a week leaving the company, uh, which is uh, which is interesting. And uh, so we're going to kind of zoom in on this topic a bit because uh, also what is taking place within Kindred at the moment is a potential sale. And we want to talk a little bit about that and also just uh, kind of what has happened within Kindred uh, recently. Uh, also, just a, a short little um, a, a short little sidetrack yeah, to the Kindred topic will be uh, the launch of Funky Time. Um, and uh, I took note of something interesting here that we're going to uh, mention in the conversation later on. But, uh, of course, it's not a weekly news if, it's not, if it doesn't start with uh, Nico's 10 updates in five minutes sharp. So, Nico, do you want to take over yeah. here? And, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm good to go. Today will be longer. Probably today will be a little bit longer. Usually I'm in time, but I'm, I'm all good. Unlike, so. unlike the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> unlike, yeah, yeah. So we're still in reporting season, and Supergroup 
um, falls 13% in Q1. So um, Bedway and Spin Operator Supergroup grew its revenue by 1% year on year in Q1 2023, as significant losses in several regions were offset by big gains in uh, in others. Uh, so the adjusted EBITDA for the quarter was 30.6 million, which is down roughly 50.2% from formerly uh, 61.5 in the prior year. Now heading over to Playtech, and this is quite interesting. So the ga uh, soft uh, gaming software provider Playtech has um, issued uh, its 2022 full year report. Um, and they have an increase in revenue by 33%, resulting in 1.6 billion uh, from the former 1.21 billion. And now it gets, uh, gets interesting. So the adjusted earnings is 28% up uh, before interest and taxes, uh, the EBITDA, um, from uh, roughly 220 million last year, now to 405 million. But, and as said, now it's get, get interesting, but the revenue, the profit declined nearly 94%. Uh, from prior 700 million, and uh, this year it's 40 million. And guess what? This is the result of unrealized fair value gains. So, if you ever heard about fair value gains, look up um, when Porsche, so the German manufacturer, reported a revenue um, roughly a around like. Um, 1.2 or 2 billion uh, euros, but a profit of nearly 6 billion euros. And then they had been labeled as Porsche. It's an investment bank who also kind of produces cars. So that was quite interesting as well. Heading over or staying on topic with gambling group reports uh, 36 uh, percent in uh, um, revenue rise in Q1, just ahead of the casinos.com launch, resulting um, in a 6.6 million, um, oh, sorry, and an adjusted EBITDA uh, totaling uh, 10.7 million. Um, so the new owner of uh, Neo Games, former Aspire Global Aristocrats, uh, their revenue reaches um, 3.08 billion Australian dollars per H1. So they have the pockets and are uh, able to buy Neo games. And then a quite interesting story as well. As an auditor resigned at eMerchant Pay, uh, citing a governance uh, concerns. Uh, yesterday I, I was uh, talking to one of the guys being in charge at eMerchant Pay, and it turns out that the auditor resigned uh, without actually telling uh, eMerchant Pay. So we will just see um, as soon as eMerchant Pay will give their own statement. As of now, it's just the uh, news of the auditor resigns, and fingers crossed we won't see another wire card. Um, then still staying or heading over once again to Australia as offshore gambling could cost the country roughly 3 billion US dollars in lost taxation. So uh, a report from Responsible Wagering Australia, RWA, has found that illegal offshore gambling could cost Australia Australians close to 3 billion 
uh, US dollars and lost taxes. Um, then, uh, quite interesting as well, heading over to the US, as uh, the Massachusetts regulator seems to be frustrated by DraftKings betting uh, violations. So, DraftKings self reported um, to the uh, commission after discovering uh, it offered bets on the tennis UTR Pro Series. Which is not approved a betting, uh, which is not an approved betting event in the state um, of um, Massachusetts, and so they reported themselves. So first of all, it seems like the internal um, compliance team actually works, but um, the regulator seems to be a little bit unhappy as they're like, okay, because the official statement was, um, wait. They took over just the uh, betting office from a different state and applied it uh, to Massachusetts. So this kind of frustrated the uh, regulator a little bit. Then Flutter has been slapped with a 490,000 uh, pound fine for marketing to self-excluded UK customers. And last but not least, to finally make it within my five minutes, it's Bet365 rolls out a new platform uh, of innovation uh, hub. So they are literally onboarding internal and external IT experts um, to um, keep their systems up and running and challenge themselves. So fingers crossed to Bet365 that this is just the right way to actually do it. Fantastic, Nico. Uh, uh, you managed to fail miserably at the 10 and 5, as per usual, but uh, nonetheless as entertaining as always. So thank you for those uh, updates uh, here, Nico. Thank you for that. Uh, we're going to just jump in a very small topic here before we talk about Kinder. I see that we have requests uh, here in the chat already uh, to speak Kinder. But first of all, um, Evolution launched their new flagship game called Funky Time. Uh, Tata has spoken in le at length about this game, how it's been the most expensive game that's ever been produced uh, for the gambling industry. It's taken more than a year and a half to develop this game, uh, whereas a, usually a game show takes about uh, like uh, six to nine months to develop. And uh, all the hype in the world is, is behind this uh, game. Uh, Nico, I don't know if you've had a chance to have a look at the game uh, so far, but what, uh, what's your first impressions of uh, Funky Time? Yeah, uh, first of all, the sound is quite interesting, right? So um, I'm pretty sure we already um, um, ha have a, a video or at least some footage of the, of the video itself. So um, it, it just, uh, so it, it's a 1970s inspired disco themed funky time. Um, and it's uh, pretty much engaging. I had no chance to actually play it, and as uh, slots is not my home turf, but it just looks from the footage I've seen. It just looks engaging, and uh, um, yeah. it's it's. Um, I, 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 I can feel um, why Todd um, is is uh, pretty pretty proud of that specific product. And just to underline what you already uh, said, it's uh, more than one hundred people had been. Uh, involved in just um, literally coding uh, and making this game game possible. And uh, um, there's this one uh, statement, competition keeps you in condition, although evolution seems to be um, in their own kind of, you know, um, competition area. They just keep the ball up and running. And that's why they obviously come up with um, 
with games like this as they tend to challenge themselves. Yeah, in a, in a, in a world or in an industry rather that releases something like five to 700 games per month at the moment, which is the industry is uh, producing at the moment. There is no shortcoming of content and um, the operators are constantly complaining of uh, most of these uh, game releases being of low quality. Uh, you know, Evolution takes the other approach and basically puts uh, you know, a massive amount of time, massive amount of effort, massive amount of resources into one game, which is the, the flagship game here, Funky Time. Uh, I took a little bit of a note uh, here, actually, on the funnier uh, side, actually. I don't know if you guys, um, have you seen the robot, uh, Nico? Like the, 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 like, I don't know what you call it, like the, the, um, the bartender slash slot machine robot. Have you seen it, Nico? Maybe um, nope. in the background here, Nico, uh, uh, our Maltese Nico, maybe you can put uh, the picture of the robot on the screen here, if you have it uh, prepared. Any chance? Let's see if Nico can put it up here. Um, Let's hold up and, and see if Nico is able to to do that for us uh, in, uh, in in short time. But um, essentially, there's a there's a lot of interesting characters in, in Funky Time, and uh, I took note that uh, one of the characters, uh, the, the the robot uh, kind of disco bartender man, he, he reminds us of a very like prominent meme uh, that uh, that we we're gonna show. But hopefully, Nico in the back. Gonna... Oh yeah, there we there we have it. So look at the look at the robot uh, here to the left. Um, and uh, you can see like he's all smiling and dancing, but he looks a little bit uncomfortable, I must say. Like he doesn't, he, look, he looks like, I don't know, he looks like uh, he, he's, um, he's missing his robot friends or something like that. Uh, and uh, this reminds me very much of a meme that, uh, that became popular a couple of years ago. And uh, Nico, hopefully you have the meme prepared in the background here. Do you want to, do you want to switch over to, to the meme? All right, ho hopefully the technology is with us uh, here. Nico in the background uh, is uh, working. Oh, there we go. There we go. Look at that. Look at that. Can, do you recognize this meme, uh, uh, Nico? It's uh, Hide Your Pain Harold. Uh, hide Your Pain Harold. Hide Your Pain Harold and the robot of Funky Time is pretty much uncanny to each other, these two uh, legends uh, that we have here. So, uh, yeah, just uh, a little bit of a side note here. The, um, game in evolution is strong uh, obviously as the uh, robot clearly is modeled after hide your pain harold uh, here at least that's my theory uh, <laughs> okay let's move on there you go. um let's move on to kindred uh, and the, the news that has been reported now in the last week but we have, in order to understand the context of this news we have to go back a little bit uh, okay so a couple of months ago a um activist investor called the Corvex Management, which uh, happens to be the biggest single uh, investor and shareholder in Kindred. They own about 15% uh, of all the shares in, in Kindred. Um, they have been kind of pressuring Kindred into a strategic view uh, to explore a potential sale of Kindred. Uh, okay, so, so this, uh, this single investor is looking to kind of convince the management to, um, uh, to, to explore Kindred to be sold. Um, and um, after this uh, announcement, we didn't really hear that much um, and, um, uh, until kind of like last week, where um, the uh, first the news was revealed that uh, Henrik Schärström, um, the CEO of Kindred since many, many years, uh, decided to abruptly resign. And he resigned on the day, on the spot. And you know that when that happens, even though the message in the press release is, you know, we thank Kindred for or we thank Henrik for his services and it's all good and fun tone, you know that there is a lot more behind that message uh, when, when someone has to kind of step, uh, 
step away on the day. Um, and uh, the new CEO became Nils Sandén, the uh, kind of uh, one of the uh, one of the two CCOs uh, became the, um, the the new CEO of Kindred. And then only a couple of days later, very short uh, amount of time later, another three C levels decided also to leave the company. Uh, the CMO, uh, Ellen Barber, with 13 years of Kindred. CCO, Anne Japp Snyders, who, as a side note, is a very strong paddle player, by the way. Um, the, the, the CCO, he also left uh, the company, uh, as well as the CFO, uh, Johan Wilsby, uh, also leaving, leaving Kindred. So essentially four out of the, uh, four out of the eight uh, C-levels of Kindred uh, left the company. Uh, essentially. Uh, and so this has now again then spurred this speculation that um, um, that uh, there is an imminent sale potentially uh, happening within Kindred. Um, and, and, and so uh, the, the, um, the thought here and, uh, is that um, essentially uh, the C-level uh, the team didn't agree uh, with, the, um, with this kind of like exploration of selling Kindred or the, the strategic review that is taking place. Uh, and because of that, uh, we've seen this kind of like turmoil. Uh, but I think uh, reading these stories, uh, first of all, there's some more context to, to come here as well. But reading this context, what's, um, what's your first uh, thoughts here? Yeah, so first of all, as you already uh, pointed out, if 50% of all the C-level seats suddenly and out of a sudden actually leave um, without any, any kind of shady or shitty news hitting the fan, it just smells like something... Uh, has happened in between the overall management group. We know uh, Kindred um, uh, with their uh, journey to zero, which, of, of course, they did not yet reach the target. But first of all, uh, they are one of the leading brands with, as soon as it comes to responsible gaming, taking care of your customers, uh, you know, giving back to the community, etc. So they are a leading and shining uh, example on, on this one. And um, if, as said, 50% of the C-level seats within a um, time span of nearly two weeks and not more than two weeks suddenly resign, there is something going on. And um, I'm, I'm pretty sure, and this is where your expertise comes into play as well, uh, there has also been an interview uh, with um, Anders Ström, um, who is the enterprise founder of, uh, of, uh, of the Kindred Group, formerly uh, Unibit PLC. And uh, he also gave his thoughts on, uh, on what actually happened um, behind closed doors. Um, so what is your guess on, on this one? Uh, yeah, exactly. So it's uh, so very explosive. Like, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's rare that you see this kind of drama, especially for a company like uh, Kindred, who has always been... Uh, you know, doing their thing and, and working hard. They have a good, solid kind of base in the company as one. Um, but it was a very explosive interview with, uh, with Anders Ström, um, then who, uh, the, the Kinder Group founder, uh, who, uh, who talked uh, about that, uh, the fact that the, um, the resignation of Henrik Janssen was kind of like a foregone conclusion, considering the differences between the board and, and uh, what, uh, what Henrik wanted uh, the company to do. Um, obviously, again, to underline this, uh, he points out that the Corvix management, uh, this uh, kind of like um, uh, this, uh, this major investor and shareholder in Kindred was uh, absolutely the driving force behind the strategic shift. Um, as well, Anders talks about the fact that Kindred has spread itself too thin. And it's a quite interesting point because we've talked about this. Um, we talked about this before in the podcast, uh, the fact that uh, Kindred is... Um, 
not exactly one of the biggest operators out there, right? They are they 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 would be um, they're still a major major uh, operator, but they are considerably smaller than say Flutter or Entain. Uh, but they have been, to some extent, they have been uh, trying to position themselves as uh, a future major player in the industry. Uh, recently, they uh, announced, of course, that they are building their own sports book, um, and uh, eventually they will be, uh, you know, exiting um, Cambi, where they where they uh, reside today. Um, they acquired Relax Gaming, um, massive acquisition for for Kindred, um, obviously one of the biggest uh, game suppliers out there. They decided to embark on this like massive North America uh, push uh, to enter the U.S. market and invest heavily. Anderstrom talks about that this uh, investment into the U.S. market uh, is costing Kindred today about fifty million dollars a year, uh, and so Kindred is trying to do a lot at the same time. And he talks about you know when the environment changes. So when uh, the uh, the uh, political situation and the um, and this turmoil happen in the Netherlands, and together with kind of the macroeconomic climate, Anders talks about you know in these times you need to be focused. Um, whereas Kindred right now are trying to execute you know ten major products at the same time, and uh, he believes um, uh, that is a mistake. Uh, basically, he feels that uh, it's uh, it's better to. Uh, to to focus on a couple of things and do those uh, those projects really well. Um, so those are a couple of things that came out of that particular interview. Like uh, like people are commenting uh, here in the in the comments. The, the, the article in Dagets Industry is Sweden, and we wrote kind of a summary on that on Agami Next, uh, which you can see uh, is a uh, is very fascinating and it, and it gives a really good insight into uh, kind of the turmoil and um, what is going on uh, within within Kindred uh, at the moment. Um, we can see as well that someone is commenting uh, they felt really bad what has happened to, to Kindred. Uh, things were getting tough. And uh, and then on top of things, the, uh, the sea levels uh, decided to leave. Uh, what a shame, you know, and, and um, it is really a, a good point. And it, and, it, and it does really put Kindred in a, in a difficult position right now. And the question is, uh, you know, replacing this kind of like long term sea levels that have acted as a foundation in Kindred is certainly not something that happens overnight. You know, to replace one of these uh, positions is very, very difficult, right? With all the knowledge, the institutional knowledge, so on and so forth, uh, let alone uh, replacing four of them. Um, what's your thoughts, Nico? What do you think? Are you, uh, are you up for the task? Maybe they will eventually need a new CEO. So first of all, I'm I'm quite comfortable with the uh, with the with the seed I'm holding, and um, unfortunately, we already um, kind of um, do not show it anymore because we just had the uh, QR code where you can actually uh, scan the QR code and reread the the articles. And as already said, you know, um, news like this, yeah, there you go. Just scan uh, scan this QR code, and you can follow up on the on the news. Uh, usually, uh, the Kindred Group, besides reporting their status quo on the journey to zero uh, and their um, Q, um, Q1, 2, 3, 4 numbers and the overall numbers, they, they are pretty quiet. And uh, as soon as these three major articles are hitting the news within a time span of two weeks, uh, it's just crazy. And it's not like the uh, regular, or we keep things pretty quiet, uh, Kindred. 
um, um, approach. And uh, yeah, we, we will just see how things actually turn out um, and, and um, what's, what's, what's really behind the, the story. But uh, I'm pretty sure there are um, some egos as of now who are not fully satisfied with how things evolved in the, in the last, um, last two or three, three weeks. And actually last week, we just covered the story of uh, um, the um, former CEO um actually Henrik uh, Tjernstrom um re resigning uh, and this already was quite interesting news then the interview uh within the DI uh, of uh, the founding um uh, partner the founding uh, person and now with two more C levels actually resigning um as said that's uh, that's a couple of um too much too bad news to actually handle it Here's an here's an interesting insight uh, for you as well. So you know this uh, the, the rumor is done, of course, that there's an imminent sale happening that uh, the leadership team are just not agreeing uh, with essentially. Um, but someone wrote on Twitter, and um, I can't really say if this is true or not. I haven't looked into it myself. But um, someone said that Evert Carlson, the um, the chairman of the board, just recently announced that, that he had bought further shares in Kindred. That he'd invest in Kindle. And of course, if that is actually the case, um, then you would that then you can pretty damn sure assume that there is not an active sale taking place because that would constitute insider trading, right? To the chairman of the board, if he knew that a sale was imminent, uh, he's not allowed to purchase shares, uh, of course. That, that's just not gonna happen. Right. And so um so so that that puts another you know interesting kind of perspective and angle on this story as well, where uh, maybe there's other um, activities happening behind the scene here, um, and maybe there isn't really a buyer who is uh, is about to 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 acquire Kindred. Um, but on that note, you know, if we if we are to speculate a little bit on like who at this stage could buy Kindred, so so we talked about this, I think, for the better part of two and a half years, that Kindred, in my world at least, has always been kind of. A, a bit of a nugget, and Understorm mentioned this as well. He thought that uh, selling Kinder was going to be much easier, perhaps, than it was, um, because Kinder has positioned itself as this kind of like, you know, kind of kind of like vertical, integrated, fairly affordable operator with a lot of institutional knowledge and well positioned for growth. Uh, if it would be taken up by, say, uh, an American. Uh, an American land-based casino or, a land, or an online operator, uh, essentially. But as the year has progressed here, we haven't seen Kinder being acquired. You know, we saw Caesars acquiring William Hill um, as an example. We saw Fanatics recently uh, acquiring PointBet uh, as, as another example. MGM uh, acquiring Leo Vegas, which was uh, really surprising to me, of course. Um, we can see the, the the tweet here on the screen uh, by by uh, eighty six John John uh, that uh, that uh, that corroborates this um, this uh, claim of of, um, of um, the chairman of the board uh, investing uh, further into into, into Kindred. Uh, but point being that um, yes, we haven't we haven't seen Kindred being snapped up when other operators have been, and so that kind of puts Kindred in a bit of a strained position where. There isn't really that many actors uh, in the industry right now who would potentially be strategically able to acquire Kindred. 
even if it's uh, even if it's a good acquisition, just looking at the balance sheet kind of thing. But Nico, um, jumping over to you, like, do you is there anyone that kind of sticks out to you as a potential acquirer by Kinder today? Is there anyone who would who you see in your opinion would acquire Kinder? So if I would have uh, if I would have had to answer that specific question one year ago, right? We would have easily come up with like three, four, five names like Disney, maybe Amazon, Microsoft, whatever you name them. So players who are literally yeah, into... <laughs> yeah, but but wait, 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 wait. So literally <laughs> players who are who are actually uh, interested in uh, in buying into uh, into the iGaming world, right? Then you have a reliable source. You know, they Kindred labeled themselves as the good guys with the journey to to zero, which is first of all, and uh, and they follow uh, follow up on, on on that route as well uh, as a specific uh, acquisition target uh, for um, as uh, Disney, as they were specifically eyeing to enter into the iGaming uh, market, then acquiring something or somebody like okay, these are the good ones. Uh, going or uh, specifically aiming for the journey to uh, to zero, but with a new and for old CEO actually um, stepping out of the uh, of the we want to get into the iGaming world. Uh, this is one of the bigger names actually um, uh, putting their head or pulling the head outside of the uh, r- uh, r- ring one, once again. Um, then with um, uh, probably. Um, like like the Netflix of this uh, world, they are uh, within specific markets already offering like games. Why shouldn't they actually um, take a look at uh, offering like gaming as well? Uh, but as um, the tides have turned, especially with Prop 26 and Prop 27 in U- uh, in in California, failing already, I'm pretty sure that this kind of massive storm which could have resulted in um, uh, if, if Prop 27 uh, or going for the iGaming market in, um, into, um, in, in California, that would, would have uh, resulted in uh, different uh, M&A uh, strategies as well. Bogdan is pointing out that the zone um, would be interesting um, as of now, um, the zone and um, one of our good friends, Ian Turnbull, uh, they are dealing and uh, coding their own tech as well. So I don't think that they are specifically eyeing uh, into buying tech, which they already developed on on their own. Uh, but as said, my answer would have been quite um, uh, quite <laughs> other. Those are, those are out there. Those are out there predictions, Nico. I like I like the um, I like the exotic <laughs> predictions uh, out out of the um, out, out of the industry. You never know with these uh, with these things for sure. Um, I, I would say you know looking at like potential acquirers uh, that that would fall into the bracket of maybe a little bit more likely. I would say like if if I play the low odds game, um, I would say um, I would I would actually like Bogdan's prediction of the zone because even though they are producing and they are developing their own technology. Uh, clearly, as we saw in previous demonstrations, uh, the, the um, in-house technology that the Zone has pr- produced so far isn't uh, isn't fantastically um, impressive. So I would say as well that uh, the Zone would definitely be um, a good uh, good alternative. Uh, but I would say the most likely one, like the the, the one the one operator that sticks out to me, uh, that uh, that that definitely uh, there is a lot of strategic um, um, like kind of like. Uh, relevancy with and, and uh, logic with uh, would be DraftKings. So 
it's just a it's just a matter of time before DraftKings uh, decide to venture outside of the United States. Uh, currently, of course, there is a lot of growth to be had in the North American market, and um, obviously they are live as well in Canada. So that's uh, you know that's the second uh, kind of nation that they have um, uh, established themselves in. But um, it's just a matter of time before uh, DraftKings then kind of extends uh, themselves uh, eastwards uh, over to Europe, over the Atlantic. Latin America, of course, is a really hot market right now, even though Kindred is not exactly established over there. Uh, but nonetheless, um, Kindred is a solid company. It's pursuing the, the um, journey to zero. Uh, it, uh, it has a lot of in-house technology. It's, um, it has relaxed gaming to produce their own games, you know, which uh, DraftKings can leverage as well. There's a lot of synergy between the two companies. And I'm, I'm again, going to kind of cement this fact that I think Kindred is uh, an excellent acquisition for uh, a major North American player. However, uh, in my opinion, there is, uh, there is only DraftKings and potentially Sans uh, left as well on, uh, on, on, on that side of, of, the, of the industry. Sans have previously communicated that they are not interested in any B2C uh, investments. Um, so sounds obviously being the biggest gambling company in the world uh, today. Uh, however, you know, this statement came a year and a half ago. Things can change. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, things, uh, things change. And um, uh, with the right opportunity and uh, with the right uh, cost synergies and so on, uh, I would say that sounds is also um, an, uh, an opportunity waiting to happen on that side. Sounds has been very patient. They haven't been investing left, right, and center. They haven't lost their own operator. They came very late to the party. And maybe now in hindsight, they are happy that they came late to the party. Um, reason being the, the, the late Sheldon Addison, the legendary owner and founder of the Sounds, uh, who was um, famous for being, well, he was famous for many things, including being the top uh, donor uh, to Donald Trump. That'd be one, one thing he was famous for. But another thing he was famous for uh, was also the massive opposition to the online gambling industry. He wanted to keep gambling land-based in the North America. And it was only after his passing uh, a couple of years ago where the American Gaming Association, the AGA, uh, then became more friendly towards the online gambling uh, sector. And uh, PASPA was repealed, the industry opened up, uh, online came to life. Uh, but uh, the sounds were still kind of left with that legacy of being anti-online. Uh, and so they left. They 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 um, missed kind of the, the first boat uh, here. But I would say that uh, that sounds is also a, a second potential acquirer of Kindred. So I'm going to say number one by far is uh, DraftKings. Uh, number two uh, for me would be Sounds. Uh, I would say I, I would place also Flutter or Entain as a pot- potential uh, potential uh, organization that could uh, could acquire uh, Kindred at a good price. The zone, I really like what Bogdan is saying. Uh, but maybe, most likely, maybe the most likely outcome here is that uh, private equity takes over Kindred. So not exactly an industry player or a well-known brand, but uh, a Blackstone, for example, uh, who can take Kindred off the publicly, uh, uh, off the markets. Uh, and obviously, Blackstone would have the capital that is needed to turn Kindred from a kind of like a... Uh, an, an upper tier two operator to potentially the next Flutter or the next Entain because they surely have all the technology, all the uh, market know-how, the institutional knowledge, and the um, and and the um, and the relax gaming on top of that to uh, pave the way for this like major growth uh, that uh, 
that Flutter and Entain was able to do in the 2010s. Uh, so that's my humble prediction, Nico. Does, um, does, does stand out as, um, does anything stand out to you as, uh, as uh, interesting in that prediction, do you think? So, um, first of all, DraftKings, as long as they don't turn profitable in 2024, I am pretty sure they have enough pressure from their actual shareholders. That's why they are pretty, pretty flat on M&A activities. Uh, the zone makes sense, would, would make sense. Or maybe another prediction, maybe another prediction, a good friend of yours, uh, Zahi Mamun, right? The magician. The magician, call, we, let's just call him the magician. So he will take over the uh, CEO um, sweet spot and just turn the ship around. And within a time span of, uh, let's call it like five years, he will literally just, uh, you know, uh, due to some M&A activities, uh, he will take over Sands. <laughs> I like it. I like it from a from a risk you, never know. you never know. You never know, right? Touch about so, graphics over the entire gambling <laughs> market. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would certainly not be a, be a surprise. Such a moment is um, the one of the most impressive, if not the most impressive, uh, executives of the entire industry. But where he could yeah. uh, also fit in would be perhaps to take over the interim uh, CEO position for for Kindred. Such uh, a Obviously, he built a spy global, uh, which. Um, kind of built this, uh, before they offloaded the, the B2C brands, they built this uh, very nice kind of like um, 360 one-stop solution kind of thing, iGaming uh, companies that did really well. Um, and so uh, Sachi obviously has fantastic experience on that side. Now that um, Aspire was uh, acquired by NeoGames and then NeoGames acquired by Aristocrat, uh, question is where, where Chasi belongs in that hierarchy, let's say. Maybe, you know, he would be interested to move back to Malta here from, from, from Madrid, where he lives uh, today, and uh, take over Kindred and <laughs> turn, turn the ship around and make the shareholders happy here for the long, long run as well. Who knows? Who knows? I like the yeah, position. You, I like it. You, you, you never know. I just need to plug in my power supply cable, so just give me, give me one, one or two <laughs> minutes, and then I will be, I will be back. Yeah. But uh, uh, Nico, you know what? I think uh, we have kind of uh, uh, gotten to the point uh, now where we are. Uh, we, we have discussed uh, the, the kinder topic, the big topic here of today, and so uh, uh, I think it's a it's a good place to uh, to round off a little bit uh, today. Actually, I really appreciate uh, there's a lot of activity in the chat today. Um, I see that Bogdan is is mentioning here that you know on the note of the fact that Kinder announced that they are developing their own uh, in-house sportsbook. Uh, Bogdan is, um, is commenting here that developing a platform from scratch can be a costly and time-consuming endeavor. If you have the financial resources, it's advisable to acquire an existing platform uh, to start generating revenue. Uh, you can always create your own platform at a later stage, uh, Bogdan is, is commenting here as well. Um, and this plays into the fact, of course, that uh, Kindred has announced that they are going to develop their own, uh, their own sportsbook platform and eventually leave uh leave the um the platform they are with uh, today which is which is comfy uh but yeah that, that being said nico um we are both in malta uh and uh, i think today is actually the day we are literally going to the beach to have a pina colada because uh, there's a networking event happening uh, here in a couple of hours and we are both here we are both in good shape we are both young well <laughs> early young, at least. and i think we are i think we're ready to mingle what do you think we're ready to mingle. yeah exactly Exactly, exactly, exactly. So this is what we're, what we're actually doing. If 
if we not already met for our beloved pina colada you never know and probably you will never find out but uh, that's why the both of us are in such a good mood probably resulting in uh, one or two pina coladas Absolutely. And uh, before we uh, close the show here, as you can see in the yellow little strip uh, here at the bottom, and for those of you guys who are listening, uh, Aguimeres Valletta is uh, fast approaching, 21st and 22nd June. This uh, conference is taking place. Uh, early bird tickets are just about to sell out, um, so the tickets are going to increase soon. Don't forget to secure the tickets. We are looking to sell out the show this year. We are doing our best uh, on that front, so uh, don't uh, wait for too long. Uh, we hope that we will see all of you guys in Malta on the 21st to the 2nd June. Uh, we absolutely can't wait. There's going to be a lot of insights. Uh, we have a lot of people from Kindred speaking uh, as well. So uh, really excited to, to mingle around and perhaps try to understand the situation better there. But uh, if not earlier, then we will see you in Valletta. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you so much, Nico. Let's go to the beach. Let's go to the beach. Thank you for having me.